tried listening to the first episode uh when is it going to be like like listenable and i was like uh the first prologue you listen to there's a reason it's called prologue like you need to there's a progression here mm -hmm. We're growing as as producers as uh podcastmen podcastmen uh we're we're developing the skill set that you know it takes time you don't just show up tomorrow and you can run a, a fucking successful podcast say the guy and, you say the guy that i podcast with is literally going to he's homeless he's going to a public library to record he's doing his best he fucking eats like he, he like takes these fentanyl pills before we start recording i don't know you where know? he's getting fentanyl from i guess I it's in know. everything now <laughs> they replace it's like a, a high fructose corn syrup you know it's creatable in a lab did you know that i don't know anything about it i don't yeah, know i, don't I know just i just about um it. listened to the the conversation about it the other day the conversation listen to me like i'm a judge a conversation about fentanyl you can basically just do the whole thing in a lab so you don't need poppy farmers it's like that that is derived from the poppy plant poppy seeds and then you get the heroin and then you get like a variety of opiates or opioids i don't know there's a lot of names out there and you got to have a goddamn uh, pharmaceutical degree to, to to know it or, you know, a lot of that uh, hardcore street time to get involved with it. But essentially, it takes out like the need for the poppy plant. So you then you have just a way for chemists to come up with something that gives you a very, very similar uh, pain um, offset. So you're not feeling like when you're in the, the terminal pain of death and cancers and whatnot that have taken over the body so you don't have to feel any of that the way that the uh the opiate uh you know the poppy seed gave us through like everyone's recreational heroin use throughout the generations and now all of a sudden that's gone so now it's 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 actually like it's not gone they just brought it in to say we're going to do this now because it's cheaper no one like said that it's better like users on the street aren't going to look for it it's just that it's there is no heroin around to get like coming from like the street you got to get that synthetic shit so uh, so it's going to give you a high that's <clears throat> basically crappier so you're, you're going to go into like extreme high but it doesn't last nearly as long so people are, are going through it much quicker as far as the dose amount because the high won't last for like six hours or whatever the heroin high would last. Mm. And, and then, and then why would it be cut? And, and I was real skeptical about hearing about this too, until I listened to this conversation, because why would they cut it into other things? Why would you, why would you want to put the thing that would kill someone? Because that's what it does. It, it, it has a, like a higher murder rate than just heroin. It is it's capable of killing. yeah i mean so, if you're not used to heroin it'll kill you yeah up. yeah so um people are, are are dying from it and it's like well why would a dealer 
want to put that in there. And what's happened is it is getting put put into other drugs that it normally shouldn't or wouldn't be just because it is everywhere and it's cheaper and it's just flooding the, uh, you know, the dark market. So maybe, maybe to shed a little bit of light on that. After all, we are a pharmaceutical and health and wellness podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. My name's Ryan. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm joined today with my forever co-mic, Lee. He's down the tippy south toe of Florida. How you doing, Lee? I'm, I'm down at the tip. Down there say. at the I'm wee at the tip. little tip. Uh, we'll see how long this tip the tip lasts for. We'll see. Uh, doing good today, man. Uh, happy we could get the. This is like a little mid afternoon delight for me. Getting, Ooh, getting, to, getting to talk with you when it's uh, when it's still light outside yeah. makes makes my tip a little more pointy than usual. What's your uh, what's up? What's you got? What do you got on the docket for today? You got anything for us? Oh, here we are at the end of July, and it's it's hotter than it really needs to be. The worst of it comes in a in a wave that boils the concrete over and and has a like a vaporizing steam that releases in in gas pockets around the city, and it causes these um, tornado like uh, whirling dervishes from hell that seep up from the ground here in God's country, the South. God's prostate. Hotlanta, Georgia. It is hot here. It's not the hottest place around, but um, it's the kind of weather that has the older people just angry, just angry to be around. I just got back from a uh, a shuttle ride leaving beautiful uh, Atlanta Hartsfield International Airport, coming back to my house right around the corner, and the shuttle was crowded and people were not happy. The shuttle driver had three stops at the hotels in the area. And the first stop that he went to, no one had to go there. And he didn't have to pick anyone up. And it just, the look in everyone else's eye, all of the 50 to 60-year-old pilots and former Delta people in the neighborhood, uh, they had that look like, what the fuck is going on? Why won't he turn on his air conditioner? Let's get to the goddamn next stop. I'm ready for my hotel room. But I laugh because I see it all the time here. Um, but we, yeah, we're, we're deep in the reaches of summer. And uh, it, it does, it has an effect on my brain. The few uh, brain cells that I have remaining, like a struggling train of hungover little elves in my old <laughs> cranium. But you, you've done some traveling too. You're back in the States. I, I was. I was back. I was in a place that people complain about the weather a lot, but it's not as bad in Florida as it is in Israel, uh, in Tel Aviv. I was just there uh, meeting with my, uh, well, trying to catch Joe Biden as he was there, just as I, I, he left just as I arrived, wanted to catch up with him. Unfortunately, our, our calendars didn't didn't match, but uh, yeah, just, just got back a couple of days ago from the Holy Land. You had and, the uh, uh, it was an international alliance symposium of political arts, and you were there. Yeah, you were representing 
the opposing side for, for garbage <laughs> use podcast international because folks we've said it a few times and we do not hesitate to bring it back up we are, we are a non-political podcast it's just easy things are easier that way sure but I, I don't mean to interrupt so you're what, what are you you're in tel aviv right yeah i was in i was in tel aviv and uh you know, just enjoying the sights, the sounds of what is, uh, let's see, that's in Israel, right? Yeah, that is, that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's make this, uh, just in Israel and, uh, meeting, uh, Meeting some very important people and not meeting some very important people and um, enjoying the beach, seeing all the beautiful women, eating the magnificent food and uh, getting screwed out of money left and right. You know, that's just what it's about. I think some uh, I, I, I made the mistake of going to the market, you know, the open air market. And uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I have familiarity with the way of my people, I'm still unprotected when you go swimming with sharks. <laughs> now, for the listener, Tel Aviv is essentially a financial and cultural capital of the eastern bank of the Mediterranean. Would that, would that be fair to say? I mean, of Israel, I mean, of there's Israel. a lot of there's a lot of cities on the Mediterranean. There's yeah. a lot of population there, a lot of Americans. Yeah, yeah, no, a ton of Americans. A lot of French. There is a lot of human beings all over that area, but Tel Aviv specifically. One thing special about that place is it's essentially a giant nightclub. <laughs> and like you said, you've. You were accustomed to swimming with sharks, but the sharks evolve. The sharks get sharkier. And the, the, I mean, the beats get doper. Top Damn. three produce in the open air market that you sampled. Well, in what, summertime, you, you gotta go for- through? You gotta go- <laughs> what, what, what is that uh, ancestral enhanced nasal passage in the, in the middle of your face? What did, that, what did that lead you to? Ah, uh, man, well, first, first you gotta hit on the, on the peaches. A four sec in Hebrew. Uh, the peaches in July are amazing. Wow. It's all locally grown. I had it's a peach today grown. and it was dog shit. <laughs> and it made me think about, there's actually good peaches in Texas, but I'm getting all the wrong. I don't know. I, gotta, I need I a new peach guy here in the peach state. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of outrageous, but you know, 
for the i've never had a good peach from georgia like i, right. I just i i haven't seen it i think i think it's kind of a, a marketing scam you know i think propaganda. it has something to do we with say it propaganda yeah, it's it's pure propaganda that georgia has decent peaches because it doesn't i i don't really know what georgia does well no one knows i i don't really know uh and and i can't even think of something to even joke about because it's really just blank in my mind uh but the peaches in israel right now are just off the chain i mean off it, it there's so much flavor there's so much juice richness um it, it's what happens when you grow things locally and it's literally they just bring it from the farm into the store and you just or into the guy that has the produce just gets it right from the farm you buy it from him um so that's that's probably number one uh, and then you have, then we're going to go to the cousin of the peach, the nectarine. Those things, those things have, are bursting with flavor. I mean, I these are like the try to get a nectarine you grab here. I don't, I don't even try. I try a peach, but I don't even try to, to get a nectarine. Like I'm going to find a good Yeah, you're, I think yeah, you're right. so jaded. You need to go, you need to produce. go to another country and, and get some real, get some real produce. Um, take, take me back. No, I'm just, I'm a, a, I'm just a, a big Nagala. fruit. Tava Nagila. Uh, I'm just a big fruit man myself. So, uh, I, you know, after that, you got to go with plums. Ooh, those are those are the three main staple you're fruits a stone right fruit now. Guy. You're, a, you're a guy that loves a stone fruit. Now, have you looked into... No, but that's what they have right now. I mean, that's that's like the seasonal oh, right. fruit in the Mediterranean right, right now. I mean, you can't... You, you're not, you're not going to be able to get a strawberry right now. That's, that's that's a February fruit. So you're not going to be able to get that. All you can get are the summer fruits. Um, and, Folks, you know, apples. Apples are pretty much year-round. That's why we love, we love it here and, and God's country, the U.S. of A, because we get every fruit that we ever need we get we can have another country grow it we could ship it over to china and they can package it up and they could ship it back to south america and then they could sell it to us in the u.s <laughs> and and you can guarantee goddamn tea that every single piece of fruit that you take a sweet little nibble or bite or chomp on is doing a eighteen thousand mile trip circumnavigating north and southern hemispheres before well, once it gets... you grow it you have to have it properly packaged and then you have to have it properly shipped and yeah it's just gonna take a few weeks to get back to you you know what i mean i do uh, and... also also something that i did bring back with me is uh baklava or as other you know, baklava all right man you gotta you gotta look so the only people who really do it right in Israel are are Arabs. They they know the they're like the OGs of, mm -hmm. of baklava, and the and there's a few there's all different types you know but it usually has the nuts it usually has like the 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 baked crust you know like the and honey whatever the hell else they put in it. That stuff is out of control. I mean that's I I don't know how everyone does it, but once you have one of those like a real legit Arab baker making you baklava and you, you take it off the baking tray and put it in your mouth, you know, the it's rest funny. just goes away. That's interesting. Um, did not know that. Cause here in the States, baklava is what you get from the Greek restaurants. 
Well, it's it's a Mediterranean. It's like again, all these food. Yeah, you know, I, I, a lot of people don't know this, but a lot of these places have been around a long time. Like people uh, have inhabited yes. them for a long time. For a long time, um, and and they've kind of like you know they fought and fucked each other for a couple thousand years now. So when mm-hmm. you do that, people start you know oh uh, you know the guy you know in 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 Israel they have baklava in Greece they have baklava. In uh, in Morocco they have baklava. In Egypt they have baklava. But it's just everyone's been fucking and fighting, killing each other the whole time. So you have hummus and you have falafel and you have shawarma. Everyone has all this stuff, just in different kind of vibes. It does make it confusing, uh, listener. If you're out there, you might be like me right now, fishing in your head for some some semblance of what you remember where you get a euro from. <laughs> And it is mostly Greek, but then you also remember that time when you were in Panama and you went to a delicious Lebanese restaurant. And then you said, wait right. a minute, is this, is this a lot of crossover? And then you think in your head, yes, I am, I am in the 14th century and I am on a wooden boat and I am going up and down all the coasts of the Mediterranean and I am of the sea people's greatest lineage and we were the ones that conquered the romans and then eventually we had no trace of us and then we were gone from history but at some point there's like well exactly what you said a lot of fucking a lot of fighting and in between people getting hungry yeah exactly cooking and you're cooking what's good and i always thought to myself this baklava stuff i hear it everywhere Am I saying that right? Bach, Bach, lava, right? Whatever. No, no one's that's gonna, gonna take. You. Well, that's gonna take too much time. You're right. <laughs> we'll cut that. Uh, this baklava stuff, I could see it being good. Of course, I've never had it. I do actually think that I had it uh, when I visited years ago. So right. uh, I think they, I had they it. They let you in on, a, it. on a humanitarian yeah, and visa. Then like, oh. This is a good dessert. I always thought this was just like a novelty, like candy corn. It was just representative <laughs> of a season or an area. <laughs> but it's actually good if you get a good. <laughs> and uh, some no, of our dude, uh, listeners with uh, exquisite palates, all you beautiful people out there listening. I know you do. I know you got great taste. You're listening to the show. <laughs> so, of course, your your tastes are superb. Um, and, and you might you might remember having it uh, or know a good place and feel free to share that online with us where you find your best baklava anywhere, anywhere around, wherever you're listening, you let us know. Yeah. Go ahead and let us know. Um, especially if it's abroad, cause that, that, you know, that's going to be actually where it's good because most of the times here, you're just going to get some package shit from some hellhole somewhere. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, food, food culture, uh, obviously, outside of the United States is far superior. I don't think anyone could uh, and abroad could doubt and that. And abroad, that that could be like above DC in the in the Philly, <laughs> Jersey area, and beyond uh, Montreal, <laughs> Quebec. Could well, be, I mean, I, that yeah. that's the, Montreal is going to have good food too. You know, the the French influence, yeah. Um, but you're gonna you're gonna want to have to travel a little bit to to get the good food the good drink and i think 
after doing that, you're going to realize that that's really what life is about, right? If you're, if a, a lot of people these days, they get so caught up on work, they get so caught up on their jobs and their careers, and they take two weeks and they go to some, some hellhole place in the Caribbean or something where they're just being fed the same shit that they were eating before. They never, they never really took time to go take, take an adventure somewhere. It's a lot of people that don't take the time to do this. A lot of people who just take these, uh, you know, what we call uh, prescribed vacations, basically. Um, if you can take a vacation at all. Almost is. as if they went to a travel agent. Yeah. I have a hard time remembering that word, but uh, it's <laughs> an ancient concept where you're like, take me, yeah. take me to the area's shittiest resort, please. <laughs> Can you imagine spending a like boatload of money the most to have someone else? expensive route possible. And make sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make sure that I, uh, I I spare no savings and and upcharging everything <laughs> that I'm gonna do, so you yourself can uh, have enough money to make a living. Boy, it, it really does. Yeah. It, it it baffles my mind. I do love. I'm a man that loves things made easy. But I also will complicate things for my own enrichment. Can you imagine giving someone think. a blank check to take you somewhere? You know, that sounds like a great deal. Nowadays, in 2022, you have basically every app in the planet to, to make a vacation for yourself <laughs> at the best price possible. You gonna let someone else do it for you? you I don't know. For me, it's like an insult, right? It's an insult to my intelligence. That is what gets me about the travel agent concept. People love doing things for themselves. People love being the expert in the field that you're posting about online. And they love getting in the comments, pulling up a chair and putting on a pot of coffee and giving you a direct play-by-play -play whenever you ask for assistance. People love doing that. And again, that just seems to me like it would fit a personality type to have that job, but it's like paying someone to go print something out for you. I guess it could be easier and printing out <laughs> does kind of suck. <laughs> printers, printers don't have the same kind of employees anymore. And the old models have been retired or it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess, having someone deliver your food for you maybe that too of course well, that's, you're eating that's more like than a, you're vacationing per per year yeah annually yeah. you're going to eat more than you vacation most people so it's a, it's not the know. same yeah, i don't i don't have i i think i had it once or twice when i moved back to the states because uh, mm -hmm. in, in actually in Israel, it's a great service because going to the supermarket, you get a bunch of stuff is very hard because you don't have a car. So unless you want to cart a bunch of shit around with you all the way back home, you mm -hmm. know, them delivering the stuff to you is, is extremely convenient. And everyone does it, in, especially in Tel Aviv. Now, if you're in the States and you can't get up off your ass, get in the car and go get a few things, that's that's problematic, in my opinion. Or if you don't want to look the person in the eye that's making your food or preparing your meal, if you just don't want to look at them, if you don't think that they deserve to look at you in the face, so you have someone else and it's a zero look, 
So there is no shame. So whether it be shame on pitying the person that does the shit job or whether it be the shame in the fact that you ordered an extra gallon of ranch to go with your deep fried combo, knowing that there's, it's, it's a combo for two, but there's only one of you in front of that TV tonight. And boy, did you really load up? And you can avoid that shame. You just they drop it on your front door. That's a good service. But we're, yeah. what? But uh, to to recoil a bit, we were. I was making a general point about enjoying the finer things in life, right? Yes, yes, it's important. Um, and we, you know, we mentioned travel agents are there for you. But listener, if anyone, if anyone out there that you know, or if you yourself uh, needs help making uh, travel arrangements you're in luck the garbage juice podcast international alliance of travel professionals is here to take your calls monday through friday from high noon to 4 p.m we're going to be available that number is going to be in the show notes and we're going to guide you through all of the traveling questions and queries that you might have and as you get ready for your american caribbean vacation if you haven't done it yet you know that you're out of touch and you know that you're behind on the american um socioeconomical uh rat race summer you know that you're behind on these dates and you got to get something into gear but you just can't think of it yourself will you give us a call garbage use podcast international alliance of traveling fun for the family uh it could be a group as well you're with your church group you want to get uh uh you and uh the youth pastor together and with the rest of the kids and you want to do some white water rafting and maybe trying to get up to michigan right now we can help you uh we can get you that four leg trip maybe maybe your wife and her friends are trying to go to jamaica you know, yeah, for, going, for, a, for a little ladies trip. Yeah. You know? No, in, no need to be concerned. Just, yeah. You're you know, in Charlottesville. No need to be concerned. You're in Charlottesville, West Virginia, and you're trying to get down to Jamaica and you want to make sure that you have the most amount of layovers as possible. Because <laughs> you're not into direct flights. That's going to be, uh, you want, you want to savor. You want to savor that airport ride. You want to get as much contact or content, excuse me. You want to get as much content as possible. You on the plane, Um, you're going to get a lot of handmade jewelry while you're down there. And you want to make sure that your data on your phone is at a penalty price. You don't want to get the SIM card for the region. You want to make sure that you're paying penalty data (laughs) charges and overages by your cell phone carrier. Cause you're someone that enjoys the finer things. And um, give us a call. We're standing by, ready to help you out. This this is a live show. There is a small charge to connect to our operators, but don't worry about it. We'll take good care of you. That charge is worth uh, it, and you're someone that knows how to spend their money. What wisely. else? What else you got, Ryan? What else you got? I tell you what, we have, as promised, the nation's earliest NFL draft. Fantasy football. NFL time is here, folks, in the NFL 
fantasy football tradition in this country rivals that of American Pie and baseball and taking a dump at work because you're on company time. It is it is as red, white, and blue as it gets. If you're an elder millennial like myself, uh, 20, 30 years ago, you started playing with friends and you just and you love it. You know that it's distracted you from work and relationships and possibly starting a family. But you know that that time learning about running backs and the potential of the points and whether you should or should not do a PPR league. These are, these are things that they're your Bible. If you're out there listening and you're relating to this and you know that uh, it's important to have the best source of information about sports analytics and fantasy potential. We here at garbage juice podcast have never been wrong about any opinion that we put out there not a goddamn time we're a sports family travel recreation jacksonville jaguars jaguars lifestyle podcast of of other things and we're getting together some of the biggest names in american celebrity culture for a fantasy football league of celebrities. And that draft, that's coming out this Saturday. We're going to be hosting the draft live. We're going to do a segment. It's going to be a very special event. And then you, the listener, what you're going to get from this. And you're probably thinking to yourself, hey, golly, what, how, how, are we going to, how are they going to do a draft before the first preseason game? How are they going to draft players? There's not even players. They don't even, teams don't even have their roster set. We don't even know who the hottest guys are. We can't, we're not seeing them. We're not getting the, the good uh, images circulating of the shirtless, sweaty guys at training camp doing their two-a-days. They're coming back from, you know, what, whatever, whatever football players do. It is a mystery. They're, most of them are held with pretty tight contracts, but whatever they do in the summertime, they come back to the, their real life. The important things that we need to see them doing playing football, they put on the pads they get out there in the heat and they learn how to live in love with each other on the field for our entertainment. And we're going to take that living and loving and we're going to par that parlay that into some solid gambling. And we hear at Garbage Juice Podcasts are also a financial podcast mm-hmm. with a lot of great tips on how, how you can put together some great gambling techniques. So Why from- save for retirement when you can le- win every year of fantasy football by yes. listening to the Garbage Juice Podcast? Yes. No one wants to save their money when they could be spending it and doubling it. It's mm-hmm. not rocket science. Got to find yourself a high stakes, high stakes, like $10,000, $20,000 buy in fantasy football league and use our draft guide and our draft opinion to win. Paying attention to the Garbage Juice Podcast Celebrity League is going to be your key to success in this 2022-2023 NFL season. If you're someone that's attempted fantasy football with no luck, you're a loser. Your friends don't like you. 
and you've been cheated on more than once, you have an access here. There is no, all you have to do is just put in a couple dollars a month to the Patreon and your life gets exponentially better. If you're someone with great skill and you win a lot and you know how this works, you shoot us an email and you let us know who you're picking. <laughs> if you're someone that has ideas, you could also gain from our ideas. You see how that's a two-way street. You can imagine that. Sure. That makes sense. It's just logic. So yeah. uh, we're doing the fantasy football draft. Ryan has a lot of good ideas for that draft. Um, that's going to be... We're doing that this weekend. Is that the plan? Saturday. Saturday. All right. Uh, that's, that's uh, what is that? August. Is that even August yet? August. Do August. July. August. <laughs> Saturday. This <laughs> August beforehand. It's July. Saturday. Well, we're going to have a lot of great takes. I'm excited for it. I think the raw, I think the the group of folks we've put together to be involved in this draft is second to none. I, I've been really impressed at the names that Ryan has had confirmed for this draft, and we're going to be unveiling that on Saturday. And for those who uh, aren't so much into football, aren't so much into sport ball, I still recommend you take a listen. This is going to be extraordinarily entertaining, um, and and it's going to be shocking in many ways. So. Uh, for those listeners of ours who are also fans of reality TV, um, I think this is kind of like a, we're, we're creating a nice, uh, how do I say, uh, like a, a, a coming together of, of culture, sport, and America. Uh, a a brain Saturday. trust. A brain trust, if I may. Yeah. If I may. Um, so we'll, we'll have more news on that coming out soon. Uh, anything else in the pipe? That, that the listeners should know about before we get into some news. I think that um, that brings us up to speed as, you know, getting, getting the, um, the promos out of the way. So the fans, they, they know how and where to follow us as always. We're out there on all social media. Um, boy, no one does want to work anymore. So it's been tough to keep <laughs> that position filled. If you are, or someone, you know, <laughs> is into social media and has what it takes to be a part of a contributing source to the archive and to the overall uh, art that is garbage Juice podcast um give us a shout link with us let's link up and let's see how you can help um what you can bring to the table and we'll consider it uh but right now uh we've given out so much college credit and yet these kids they still don't want to show up to work but um, we, we, we have some we have some solutions with that. Um, and, and stay tuned for uh, your path to, to celebrity status in your fantasy football league. That's coming up. So... Um, I believe this first article is going to be focused on a Garbage Juice podcast listener. Um, I believe his name is Aaron Gregory. 
Aaron, uh, if you're out there, eight. Aaron Gregory, you are 39 in Floridian, right? Listener, we got the uh, smokinggun.com pulled up. He's got us a good article. Uh, a Florida man is behind bars on DUI charges for allegedly drunk driving a motorized scooter inside a Walmart where he nearly struck shoppers and crashed into shelves and merchandise displays, police say. Aaron Gregory, the garbage juice juice boy, age 39, was busted around 10 a.m. Sunday. And at 10 a.m. Sunday, great time to be doing this, by the way. Great time to be doing if you're this. In Inside a Walmart in Walmart Melbourne, Florida, 10 which is, yeah, which is the perfect place as well. Perfect time, perfect place. Sometimes you can't line it up as good as this. Officers were summoned to the store. Uh, officers summoned to the store referenced. Uh, I don't know. The sentence doesn't make sense. Sorry, the smoking gun. They need to do a little editing. Reference to an intoxicated male in a motorized scooter, according to an arrest affidavit. Uh, a Walmart security official told cops that Gregory is seen at right. Oh, can't see him to our listeners, but he looks the part. Was haphazardly driving, driving a Walmart, Walmart scooter down the aisles, running into shelves and displays and creating a danger for other patrons by almost striking them with the scooter. Gregory was reportedly so intoxicated that he was barely able to stand on his own and had to be transported from the store on a stretcher. Uh, Gregory's backpack uh, apparently only contained one thing, an open bottle of Smirnoff vodka. Um, He was charged with some Ford misdemeanors uh, and it was a Walmart scooter, apparently, uh, which tops out at about 10 miles per hour. So um, that was one of my first questions here. What type of scooter? Yes, the store scooter, the the uh, the grocery Walmart mobile chair for those um, in need of uh, getting around the store, browsing the shelf, something with a big old maybe a big basket in the front. So it's not going that fast. Mm. But he saw what most of us will see an opportunity to just keep the party going. Sure, he'd been on that smeared off. Two-thirds missing, the report says, as we're combing through the finer DUI details. The report made, uh, <laughs> that's recent. That's just a couple yeah, of days ago. Last week. Yeah, showing us from ago. the 24th of July. Um, well, I wasn't, I, I wasn't here, so I have an alibi. That's not <clears throat> So they have a picture up there. That's a picture... And you can never tell these days, is that a picture of the person or the, an ad? Is that another ad or is that a person? <laughs> you never know. On these websites. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's, it looks like it's the person. And he, he just looks like your everyday lawn maintenance guy. Yeah. He just had enough. He had enough. Yeah. Like, I, I want solidarity to, to everyone making... doing labor in the yard and just getting that sweat on. Sometimes you just need to make a statement. And he was saying enough, enough of these, of this Walmart, you know, enough of the Walmart that we all hate, you know, enough of this destruction, destroying, I'm going to do my part and destroy a little bit of Walmart, you know? Right. It's a community uh, outcry. He's, he's saying exactly these monopoly big box stores they're coming in and they're crushing the little guy. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say. Thank he probably he probably had a booth at a uh, like a local market where he was 
trying to sell uh, his own brand of cat food <laughs> and bleach. And everyone's, you're going to, but now you're going to Walmart to buy that stuff. You're not going to your local cat food and bleach guy. You got to make sure you get that stuff cheaper by the bulk. Yeah. Are you, are you a Costco guy? Have we talked about this on the show? I, I am a, I'm a Costco guy uh, for the staple products, you know, like uh, paper towels, toilet paper, diapers for the kids, formula, yeah, non-perishables, non let's say. I haven't been back there ever, ever since my um, uh, separation with living with another human <laughs> as I've been on my own now. I haven't, I don't really think about buying in bulk as much. Which are, we're really, all very proud of you for that. I, do, I used to go there. I get three rotisserie chickens, three for the price of one. You go there. It's, it was every, uh, it's end of every Wednesday. Uh, they had them three for ones right um, uh, 20 minutes before they close otherwise they throw them away and then but even with several people in a party three rotisserie chickens is you can have a lot of leftovers and they're working on freezing it and thawing it and recooking it they say this is not worth it i'd rather just buy each of my meal and have it delivered to my door and so i don't have to look at the person <laughs> You next article he was ringing it because right yeah thanks thanks ryan uh so we're looking here at the world's richest incel elon musk roasted after lamenting that he hasn't had such sex in quote unquote ages All now right? time out elon musk hold on we're going dailydot.com here dailydot.com is the website we got an article pulled up and you heard it. That, that's what the headline says. He hasn't. I mean, okay. He's saying it figuratively. Okay. Because he has children. He just had. Yeah, well, like, he, what does ages mean when, he just you're, had, when you're the richest man in the world? He just had <laughs> twins with a stepsister once removed, right? <laughs> I don't know exactly. I don't know. Oh, that I know was his dad. That's right. Woman. That's right. He was, that was his dad. His dad had twins with a former stepchild. What? I, I'm 90% sure that it was something strange like that. They're not related, but it was like familial. And that's a word that I All use right, a well, lot on this we're show. Gonna I don't know to, if it's a real word back. or if I, I don't make it, it up or if it's a combination of science <laughs> and me trying to say something with an accent. We're going to have to come back to that. But on this article, uh, there, was a, there was a Wall Street Journal article that came out that said that Musk cheated on uh, Gerg he, he no, sorry. Musk had sex, had uh, al allegations that he had sex with Google co-founder Sergey Brin's wife. That's a big story <laughs> in and of itself. Um, okay, I think I saw something. Brin filed for divorce from his wife in January and neither commented on the allegation. And then Musk added that he hadn't had sex in ages. Sigh in parentheses. He added in a subsequent tweet. Most users were distressed to learn that the father of 10 is involuntarily celibate or an incel, which 
would qualify him as a as a juice boy immediately. That's right. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. this is exciting news for me and you, Ryan. Uh, yeah, it's almost like the prodigal son has returned, but exactly the son is the father. So it is a bit <laughs> of a, there is a very American Trinity Christianity thing happening here. I don't know what the translation is in Judaism, but this is what I'm this is the vibe I'm getting now. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Elon Musk is himself reborn. <laughs> into his truest form the form that carries this podcast into the next millennia and right from from the allegiance gained and the tribe resurrecting and and, and it, it just seeping through and like or, or rising up like cream from the depths of hell up to the heavens um our followers our listeners our fan base, the cult of garbage juice, but he's, he's somehow descended to ascend as a leader and top of the organization here with this breaking news. Uh, again, July 24th, big day and um, news for the show. We're seeing signs of what we could only describe as direct magic in combination with the show. There's, it's like a juggling act. There's, there's things going on. All right. Okay. Uh, Twitter users were distressed to learn that the father of 10 is an incel. Many, and, and unlike most incels that listen to our podcast, uh, many rush to volunteer to end must celibacy. All right. So uh, a lot of, a lot of potential suitors, let's say, it was yeah people were rushing to his side to help him his aid yes oh yes and this is why i'm also thinking maybe maybe he's just he's just also like a a juice boy he's seeking attention Mm -hmm. he's just seeking Mm -hmm. attention he's just feeling the waters because that's sigma yeah He's testing the waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. seeing and just just having fun with it. Your personal baseball teams suggest otherwise. That's pretty funny because he has like fucking nine, ten kids. Sure, it would be my honor, even though it would absolutely disgust me. I will suck your cock, even if it does, is something <laughs> that my wife would look at me at shame upon, and it would actually be a foul uh, taste in my own mouth. I would get down on my knees, and if it meant that you would be relieved from all of your magnificent superhuman sperm, please let me extract that from your balls, sir. It would be my honor. Thank you. <laughs> That's just a brief synopsis of the tweets that we're reading on this, on this website right now. And Ryan with the juiciest take of them all. And, and I, um, I can't. I, I'm Okay. To be real, that bit is uh, a summary of something I did see, an actual, like, really, not verbatim, but, like, something to that line, an interaction that if we kept kind of scrolling through famous reactions over the week of uh, initial post, we would find it because it was pretty popular. I did see it on Twitter. Some of our listeners will probably... We'll probably know they'll probably have some crossover posting in their newsfeed because after all 
if he can't have fun, like what chance do, do any of us, if he's not having fun and getting fucking bottom of the trash bag, sloppy, sexy with it, where's, where's the juice for any of us? Right. Right. Where's, where's the, where's, where's the, the fun? Frothy, foamy, filthy. I mean, if you're worth $200 slop. billion, dollars, all right, you could say, all right, I'm just going to take, it's just, I'm going to take a billion dollars. I'm just going to take $1 billion. I'm going to go away for a year. I'm going to go to Mexico. I'm going to live every fantasy I ever want. <laughs> I'm going to go to Mexico, which is what this next article is about. Uh, and, and just, I don't know, man, some people, he he's focused on his, he, he's on his Sigma grind. You can't, you can't fault him for that. Can't fault him for that. Isn't next he, next aut- one here. Isn't he autistic? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But he's on how, a Sigma how grind. Are we gonna bl- how are we going to blame him? Californians ugh, and other Americans are flooding Mexico city. Ooh. Some locals want them to go home. So this one's paywalled, but I did a little quick copy paste. Sick. Let's see here. Uh, Fernando Bustos Gorospi was sitting with friends in a cafe in Mexico City when he realized that once again, they were outnumbered. We're the only brown people here, said Bustos, a 38-year-old writer and university professor. We are the only people speaking Spanish except the waiters. Mexico has long been the top foreign travel destination for Americans. It's bountiful beaches and picturesque pueblos luring tens of millions of U.S. visitors annually. But in a recent but in recent years, a growing number of tourists and remote workers uh, hailing from Brooklyn, New York and Silicon Valley and points in between have flooded the nation's capital, Mexico City, and left a scent of new wave. The influx, which has accelerated since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic and is likely to continue as inflation rises, is transforming some of the city's most treasured neighborhoods into expat enclaves. Blah, 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 blah. Some Chilangos, as locals are known, are fed up. Recently, explicitive-laden posters appeared around town. New to the city, working remotely, the posters read in English, you're a fucking plague and the locals fucking hate you. Leave. That's metal. Clear, yeah, pretty hardcore. Clear financial incentives are drawing Americans to Mexico City, where the average local salary is 450 bucks a month. For the cost of a $2,000 one-bedroom in Koreatown, and Angelino, or as white people are called in Mexico, uh, nicely, I guess, can rent a penthouse. Uh, Despite growing tensions, Mexico City is not Paris uh, or Berlin or Barcelona, where, you know, people hate you. Or everyone hates you he, mm-hmm. in Mexico mm-hmm. City. They're a little nicer, uh, a little more accepting, but not pro- probably not for much longer. As Americans from uh, who usually are bumming around in the most expensive places in the United States want to take a break and live some cheap life uh, in, in Mexico City. Not a bad idea for you, my friend. If I must not a, admit, not a bad idea idea at all. As a fellow guy that lives off of four hundred and fifty dollars a month, I'm liking, <laughs> I'm liking this option.
Um, okay. Here, I, I'm thinking here. The wheels are turning. You know what's happened? We got back from pandemic. Right. People are traveling again. Where to go or how to go is fucking wonky. Also, slowly but surely, millennials are growing up and they might not have had always the resources on average as a people's, as a generation. But the biggest difference is our parents, on average, were and are afraid of Mexico. For sure. They didn't travel to Mexico because it was a scary place for them. So they would just never go take that Mexico City, Mexico City. Right? Capital of Mexico. They would go to, like we brought up earlier in the in the sode, to the resorts. And you go right, right. to Cancun and it's an island. The only inhabitants of Mexico, the only Mexican nationals are the service staff and everywhere else. Or the people trying to sell you some trinkets or something. Yeah, and you're not even interacting with much outside of the compound. Everyone is tagged and accounted for that's brown. Every single person there is allowed to be there because they're collecting what would sound like a horrendous wage if i were to say it whatever it is i don't know it but it's very low now a lot of a lot of things a lot of really boring reasons on how that happened but you're not engaging you're just in a protected bubble and enjoying some blue water and some uh super sunshiny rays while you get your sweat on and maybe do a a fun Maybe little, like a nice f- fish buffet. Yes. Something like that. And every night is the same constipating buffet. And every day. And but then you're drinking like a lot of like coconut juices in your in your daiquiris. And then like after the first day and a half, you can't get drunk because it's all like questionably co- like potent liquor. And you're not sure if they're watering it down or if this is just a depression linked with your constipation because it's the same food. It's just shaped and colored different essentially. And there is meats, but then you don't get the really good stuff like you would if you had a chance to sample the uh, bougie eateries that you see your famous influencers going after. And it's just, again, I, I, I can't help but imagine um, all of the Americans that just would never take a central Mexican vacation. Caribbean, central, like off the beaten path. They wouldn't do it because it's scary because that's what the cartels are. No, I, I mean, you would, but, but they're not. I mean, Mexico City is like... Uh, <laughs> What are the? It's the yeah. biggest city in North not America. Not fucking Juarez. Yeah, it's not fucking Juarez or some shit like that. You know, it's like a modern metropolis. Like yeah. I think so. One of the one of the sentences in the article was like, "It's kind of like Brooklyn." You know, like I I don't know how true that is, but I mean, 
I, it honestly, would probably I think look it's like a cool idea. I would Brooklyn. go there. I'm sure the food's good. It's got some yeah. European vibes, perhaps. Yep. Warm weather. Uh, you know, probably some attractive, attractive uh, scenery, ladies and gents. Great personalities. There, people with great, great personalities. personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you can learn another language and uh... <laughs> personality. I'm holding a book up to my face. I was holding a large book with both my hands towards my face as I was looking down at it around my chest. But uh, the the problem with Americans is they just they just ruin you know anytime they flux in somewhere it's mm-hmm. it's usually bad vibes for the locals right yeah um and americans have been taking advantage of mexico for a long time uh pretty accurately yeah. so honestly people there are probably just fed up to begin with and then you have all these americans coming in like can i get an, a menu in english please and you just you know that's when so um look at the qr code hombre <laughs> adios mios gringo so yeah Punta. that's that's uh that's what i got for the episode today um what else anything else as we wrap up nope that's it great chatting with you as always buddy i look forward <laughs> to this Coming Saturday. All right, folks. Well, like I said, we got a lot of planning to do for the big draft weekend. And uh, we will be back to you soon. So thanks for listening. And uh, stay frosty. Is that a good one? We got to have like a good ending to tag line. Stay frost it up, you fucking loser. Maybe tomorrow a bullet may find me. Tonight nothing's worse than this pain in my heart And at last here I am on the hill overlooking El Paso I can see Rose's cantina below My love is strong and it pushes me onward Down off the hill to Felina I go Off to my right I see five mounted cowboys Off to my left right a dozen or more Shouting and shooting I can't let them catch me I have to make it to Rose's back door Something is dreadfully wrong for I feel A deep burning pain in my side